this episode of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. Come along for a ride down a big greasy slide. JLP's on the stage to express his own rage. Does this man speak the truth that sends folks to the roof, or is he spewing hate speech for the free to beseech? This radical right-wing talker who's old enough for a walker believes he's on a mission through his righteous transmission. So gear up and set sail as we run off the rails, because this dude never fails to call out beta males. Prepare for a treat as Jesse Lee Pete provides you with chuckles right here on the Knuckles. So hound these seats, it's going to get greasy. That's right. Here at the Greasy Knuckles, we earn our NSFW rating. We're proud to bring you unedited, unfiltered content. That said, if you're a snowflake or a sensitive type, you might get offended. We support everyone's right to speak freely and put forth thoughts unmuzzled. So enjoy the show, but if you're not 18 or around someone who might not need to hear our thoughts, wear your headphones or find a nice little church program to listen to. Stay greasy. Welcome back to season two of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. I'm Jabal! And Jay Bone. Shout out to White Bat Audio. That's who we're using. Hell yeah. That's our that's our royalty free mix. Well, I'm thirsty. Let's go ahead and crack this here caffeine before we get Back into in this. Middle. Yeah. Censorship. Oh shit. Ooh, damn son. Cheers, bud. Cheers, man. So I was running over here. No head. Damn. So this uh, this episode is gonna be a little different. And I wanna. Why do you think it's gonna be different? It's not. It really isn't. But I do want to preface. There's everybody in the history of everyone. You can find stuff that you agree with that they say. Because we're all human. At the end of the day, there's gonna be things that you know. Some crazy motherfucker says. That you can write him completely off, or you can go, oh, he's got some good points, and he's also fucking crazy. You know, he's got some good points, bad points, whatever. You'll never agree with someone 100%. It's a fucking fairy tale and a myth. And I think that brings us to, one, us at the Greasy Knuckles. We don't agree on everything. True. But we see the eye to eye on enough shit to where we can be cool and have this fucking podcast for almost two seasons now so yeah we're running right up on the end of the second season so that brings me into JLP also known as Jesse Lee Peterson what the Jesse Lee Peterson says some good shit every once in a while Man, that motherfucker is crazy. I think I think I listen to him as much for just like comedic value as yeah. I do for because he said he says real stuff. Like when he was talking to that, her name's I think her name's uh, something. It's like the real light skinned black girl. It said her name on the screen when I saw it. I think it was Amber Rose or something like that. Okay. When he was talking to her, and she said, "He said no, no real man wants to marry a slut." You know. Mm, yep. And. She's like, she's like, so because I date a lot of men, I'm slutty. He's like, dating a lot of men doesn't make you slutty. He's like, having sex with them makes you a slut. 
And she's like, so if you have sex with a bunch of women, what's that make you? And he was like, slut maker. <laughs> and it was like a mic drop, you know what I mean? Like, she had nothing to say back to it. So that was funny. Yeah. But I get what he's saying there, too. I mean, I don't know. I, I understand that. I understand that. I, I've seen the other podcasts where they talk to, like, all those girls that do the OnlyFans thing or yeah. whatever. And it's just like, you know, I think if you're like, I think if you start, this is just my personal opinion. I'm a little bit older, I guess, than some. But if you meet a girl and a conversation turns into the phrase body count, you just mm. run the other way. Well, That's like views and likes, if you ask me, like body count. Like you, you shouldn't, I don't think, like obviously in my advanced age, I don't think, but that it shouldn't be like a point of pride. I remember when I was younger, and that's like a big thing among yeah. guys is a point of pride of how many girls you sleep with or whatever. But you don't want to marry somebody that's just like been run through by half the this, country. See, we also got, all right, there's two things, right? Because whenever I got married, Tinder wasn't a thing. Yeah, I mean, either. Fucking it might have been, but I don't think the so. The other shits, like, I don't remember all the dating sites and yeah. hookup sites and stuff. But that shit wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Like, I met my my wife you know whatever and stuff like that but i feel like it was after the hookup culture like after tender yeah i think it was after plenty of fish that was the one i remember the very first oh, one that was huge. okay well sure that one but after that hookup culture became like a big thing yeah to where it was like oh yeah tender and then everybody was doing the tender things and hooking up left and right that's when body count became like obsolete. You know, they were just like, oh, whatever. You know, yeah, like who cares how many, right? Yeah, but I also think there, back whenever before I met my wife, that whole point of pride thing, like, oh yeah, I slept with ten girls, whatever, blah blah blah. It was still that because I like to look at things from a logical point of view. You know, I don't. I try not to be one-sided. I'll grab stuff from both sides, either side, whatever. And even back then, it was kind of one-sided. It was kind of hypocritical. It was like, oh, yeah, I slept with 10 girls, but I want my girl to be, you know, a virgin, you know, or just I got to sleep with one person, you know, like, well, they shouldn't be ran through, even though it was okay for me to go around and fuck, you know, 10 other girls. Yeah, that's what I was saying, that it was so, a big point of pride almost. Yeah, which, I don't know, now it seems like it's just moved to... Who gives a fuck, you know? And people just fuck all the time. As many people as they can. And I watch those little TikToks where they go up and ask people like, oh, what's your body count? And some of them are in the hundreds. Yeah. Not tens. You know, in the fucking hundreds. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. At that point, it's not even fun. Like, you just... I don't know, and there was another guy who had all of his categorized. He had the names and, like... Hair what color, they, eye color, stuff like that. Yeah, and what they were best at, what they did shitty at, and he would rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. He had, like, 50 people, 60 people in there just fucking on an Excel spreadsheet. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's not even... That's not putting people into a person. That's putting them as a number, you know? Well, even body count refers to dead bodies, you know... Yeah. In the beginning, before it turned into like, was that like how many you slayed? Is that how they're using the body count? <laughs> how many you laid low? You know what I mean? So, but anyhow, that's, I just thought 
bring that up and talk about kind of what you were talking about. That he says funny things, but there's a lot of truth to what he says too. Yeah, but he does get wild. He gets pretty fucking racist sometimes. Like, I I watched this video clip about him talking about. We could probably pull it up, but that was about the whites being the supreme race and all this other shit. How black people think white people are supreme to them, superior. Is that the one? Or is this a different one? This, this was a different one. He was he literally said, like, white people, you know, he used to not agree that white people were su- supreme to him, you know, yeah. were the supreme race and all this other shit. And then he's like, you know, but after I learned about it and I actually learned about white supremacy, I realized they're right. They're, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, dog. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty wild. And he's got hundreds of thousands, maybe millions at this point, of listeners that yeah. call in and is like, man, you're right on everything. I was going to ask you about, you know, how I can deal with my kid, blah, blah, blah. He's gay and I want a, I want a nice, strong, straight man, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, I wouldn't... So, Me personally, I wouldn't go to Jesse Lee Peterson and be like, you're right on everything. Because that... No, no. I mean, I, I don't mean, know if I could do that with anybody. Exactly. But I just thought of something. What's up? That he's giving advice to young men to try to steer them in the right direction and help them supposedly, right? He's Jesse Peterson. Does that make him the black Jordan Peterson? I've, I've thought about that. I was like, you know what? Jesse Peterson, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. There's some conspiracy there. There's, there's a fucking connection. Tell me. Split at birth, black and white. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, if, you, if you've never heard of JLP, it is, it's funny how he's almost like a shock jock. Yeah. You know, like. I think he's more shocking to black people than white people, though. Uh, I don't know. He he actually pissed off Dr. Phil, which is pretty fucking hard to do. That yeah. that chick that was like, cash me outside, how about it? Yeah. Cash me outside. She didn't even piss off Dr. Phil. That would have pissed think, me off. I think he just didn't know what to do with that. Like, that was out of his wheelhouse, so to speak. Yeah, you know? he's just, it was like, just like, get me fuck? out of here. <laughs> you know? It's like waking up in a cage with a tiger. You're just like, I don't know what to do next. Why the fuck did I agree to do this do shit? Do I run? Do I fight? You know? But anyways, just just a little background real quick. Uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, uh, his organization is called BOND, B-O-N-D, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. So that's, he has a, he has a, a center uh, the, dedicated to rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man since 1990. But they have huh. a center in Los Angeles. They hold weekly church services, men's forums, women's forums, town halls, rallies, and conferences. So, you know, they, they produce a lot of stuff online. And I don't want to give away the number, but... Because, I, I mean, I'm not trying to promote Jesse Peterson, but I uh, uh-huh. I thought something that was cool is I was listening to his show. And you can you can listen to it on YouTube or Rumble. Not much on YouTube, probably, but... <clears throat> Ernie, you can listen to it on Rumble. His website, he also has a phone number. You can call this phone number and listen to it. Damn. Like a playback service. You know what I mean? It's like 1-800-77-JP or whatever it is. That's but pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty, that's a pretty neat idea. Like, you know, because, I mean, you could probably reach, like, not a, not a gigantic demographic that way. But, like, 
ones that don't get good service. Yeah, they yeah. Don't, or they don't. Yeah. You know, they don't want to listen to ads. I mean, I'm sure he. I'm sure he does his ads over the phone too, because it's probably just recording the podcast or show. But I mean, like, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. If you don't have That's a smartphone, yeah. you can call a one eight hundred number. You know, put it on speakerphone or just sit there with your yeah, rotary. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, because. So whenever I was out in Tennessee, when I lived out there, <clears throat> I couldn't load videos at all. Yeah. Like, at all. So, but I could make phone calls. Yeah. So that, that's a good little work around that. Like, oh, if you want to listen to the show, you can't, you don't have enough service. Or if you work in an office where they say you can't listen to music or can't listen to, you know, like they don't want you watching YouTube all mm. day. You just call on your office phone. Leave it up to your ear. Be like, hold on, I'm on a conference call. Yeah. Be like, can you hold on just a minute and just set the phone down? Be like, I don't know, he just keeps talking every time I put it down. You know, and the boss is like, who are you talking to? I don't know. It's a client. He's, client he's interested. Hours ago. And 400 rings of paper. Yeah. But, yeah, you know. But I just thought that was pretty neat. Shout out to the office. I thought it was a pretty neat thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, what else did you learn about Jesse Lee Peterson? Well, I don't I, I believe, I don't believe, I accept, like, the way they say it, you know, I accept the facts that are presented to me mm -hmm. about evolution, and he is 1,000% against evolution. Yeah. So I watched him and Aaron Ra go back and forth, and Aaron Ra is a, he, like, studies evolution all the time. Mm -hmm. He's written books and done all this stuff on, like, the tax, taxonomic family and stuff like that mm -hmm. and he was just like oh you know uh he has a book i forget what it's called like people are people are apes or something like that or apes are humans okay something like that and he was trying to get jesse lee peterson to to see the the question that he was asking him because jesse lee peterson was like i'm just gonna refer to him as jlp yeah he was like, so have you ever seen a monkey turn into a human? He's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. Like, And he explained the taxonomic family to him. And he's like, well, yeah, but that's not what I'm asking you. Have you ever seen a monkey or an ape or anything turn into a human? And he's like, have you ever seen a duck turn into a bird? And Jesse Lee Peterson, when he like, he tries to dumb it down so much to where he's just like this, yeah, this this and then even whenever they try and no this is what i'm trying to get you to look at over here you know yeah try and try and make the distinction over here but he's like no no that's not what i asked i asked if a monkey if you've ever seen a monkey turn into a human he's like well that's like have you ever what what's the halfway point between la and california yeah he's like it's a nonsense question he's like well that's that would be a nonsense question but that's not what i asked i was like fucking shit he has no i've noticed with jlp he's got one way and like any any form of hey try and think about it this way yeah. he's like nope i've got the answers and it's like a dog with a bone <laughs> like you just don't let it go yeah until you until he either gets the answer he wants or you give up yeah yeah and he just won't stop like that's not what I asked that would be a nonsense question and he's like fucking shit you just won't understand it I think it's crazy the way that he like he's been called you know like anti-black white nationalist like crazy stuff right and he's and he's 70 something years old right now I can't I looked it up but I don't I don't really care he's 74 he was born in 1949 
in Alabama. He was raised in a place called Corner Hill by his grandparents, right? So he so he advocates for the nuclear family, you yeah. know, and like marriage and things like that. But he was actually raised by his grandparents, not his parents. And his grandmother or his grandparents worked on the corner the Comer Comer family plantation where his great grandparents had been enslaved a century earlier. Damn. So he grew up right next to the plantation that his great grandparents were enslaved on. His grandparents still worked there. That's crazy. So I thought like it seems to me like that's the recipe for the most like militant anti white black person you could yeah. probably run across you know what I mean like and he went through the Jim Crow era all yeah. that shit yeah and then he still says all that crazy shit all the time uh huh so it, it's like you ever watch Boondocks yeah it, yeah if you guys have ever watched Boondocks out there not the Boondocks Saints but the cartoon the Boondocks it's like Uncle Ruckus yeah that's, that's what it's white like white man smells delicious <laughs> that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like listening to Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. So he talks like the, his distinct voice. He was born with a cleft palate that wasn't repaired until he was a teenager. That's what it so is. So that's why he sounds like nasally almost, I guess. So, I don't know, man. But I I don't know. I, I feel like... It, it's kind of like how we, we talked about Dylan Mulvaney, right? Yeah. We were like, you know... Because my, my side of thinking is, do what you want. If, you don't, if you're not affecting me, I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. And if you're not hurting other people during the process, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But Dylan Mulvaney is a legitimate actor before this whole thing. And you and I were talking, and it's like, I think he's playing into, I think he was paid to do this. I don't think he was just he's like. paid now for sure. 100%. But I feel like it was almost... You don't think it was his idea? No. I, I think it was kind of planted. Like, hey, this is what you need to do, this and that. Because he had managers and shit. Yeah. You know? Who, I want to know who was filming him in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, when he was dancing around in the park and stuff, he had, like, an assistant with him. Like, maybe that was the person. Like, I'll just film the videos. Just do them on a phone. We'll upload them to TikTok and YouTube and whatever. Maybe. And that might be the case, right? The mystery man behind the camera, mystery person behind the camera, you yeah, know what I mean? you never know. Yeah. Could be Hillary Clinton. Whoa! Whoa! Hold up! But, uh, I don't Did know, read her emails. So... Yeah, good luck. <laughs> but, it's like Zach Galifianakis, what's the best way to reach you? Email? Yeah. But, uh... No, so... I almost feel like JLP probably started out saying stuff like this as Bubba the Love Sponge did, as fucking Howard Stern did, just to be shocking. Yeah. And now he's got that persona of like, oh, well now I have to be like, how far can I push it? How, because the crazier they are, the more people get behind yeah, them. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah. They're making the frogs gay. You yeah. know, that guy, the crazier he is, the more people are like, huh. And, once you get people into that mindset of like don't trust anything don't trust evidence don't trust science don't trust this don't trust that then it becomes easier to manipulate 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 it manipulate it but it becomes easier because you can just spout whatever fucking nonsense you want and you don't need to provide any evidence and if these people are sticking with you because he has some die hard fans like absolutely it ain't gonna make a fuck what he does or says 
So once you get that fan base of like, man, this guy, he says exactly what's on my mind, you know, and Ernie, then you you can see even just as a test, you know, he, he's got plenty of money now. Who gives a shit if he gets canceled? Yeah. He's got millions of dollars. So yeah. he, he could be playing a, playing a game. Be like, man, I've been doing this radio shit for so long. Been doing this for so long. Starting to get bored with it. Beta. Let me uh, let me see what I can do. Yeah. Start calling everybody beta males. Yeah. You know, and like doing the what the every time somebody tries to say something to him, yeah. and cutting them off, and then his views though are like very very right wing. Like I can see where he could be associated with like the White Nationalist Party or whatever. Yeah. Because it's not just wild shit that he says, but. I read that he he was a Democrat, but he became a Republican in his late 30s, and he attributed that change to his Christian beliefs. So, what were those people we were talking about the other day? The Christian nationalists? Yep, Christian nationalists. Yeah. but Christian supremacists. Has he ever been on that one guy's show? Who, uh... The ball guy? The the one that is out in Austin, Texas? Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, that Joe guy. Rogan. So... I don't know if he's ever been on that show, but Fuck I'm, sure that, I'm, sure they could, <laughs> I'm sure they could have a pretty heated debate, you know? Oh, yeah. Because, like, Joe Rogan seems to get into it with anybody when they bring up religion or, like, gay marriage or all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, he's real libertarian about that stuff. Yeah. So Which, he gets into, like, but he gets real confrontational, you know? Oh, yeah. JLP and, won't back down. Well, the thing I like about Joe Rogan, that motherfucker has so much knowledge, mainly from just talking to people. His yeah. whole job is to bring on the most, like, insane people you've ever met. Yeah. The people with all the knowledge and being like, talk to me for four hours. Yeah. We're going to sit here and bullshit, drink, get high, whatever. But like a normal person. It's yeah. Not like a, it's not like one of their, their conferences they go to where it's just all that yeah. intelligent talk. And it's just like, let's sit here, drink, dumb it down for me, whatever, I'll have fucking... You know, yeah. Jamie, pull it up. Like Whatever. he tells him, I'm an ape. Yeah. And they're in the middle of explaining quantum physics. He's like, did you ever see that video where that bear attacked yeah. the guy in the kayak? <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. Like right in the middle of Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. talking about the universe. And he's like, talk to me like a five-year-old. You know, and it's cool like that, but he has so much knowledge from that. And I feel like he's kind of like our show, you know, where we... we go over these conspiracies and throw our own ideas out there but I still want evidence for shit right at the end of the day like if it's just well this fucking school board over here in this other county my my friend of a friend said this about it and there's no evidence it's like well yeah we can entertain the idea and talk about it but you shouldn't be like up in arms fucking fuck them the pieces no. of shit like we just need a Jamie some money and you know some more money we got a big old studio we just need some more it is money. pretty big it is really studio. big I, I thought something else though that was uh, not to just like go back to the subject we were talking about but uh, JLP's foundation bond uh, the advisory board members include Sean Hannity and Dennis Prager you know Dennis Prager from the he's associated with the, yep, and the, he does yep. a lot with Daily Wire and stuff like that so you know he's like Right-wing Republican, conservative, well, yeah. whatever, conservative. I can't say that he's Republican. I don't know. I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And Sean Hannity. Which I'm I'm libertarian slash bipartisan, like, fucking do your thing. I don't give a shit. I'll take ideas from both sides because I like 
to be informed. Well, this, I like the truth. This guy, though, JLP, like, it's like when he picks a thing to, to be against, he takes it all the way. You know what I mean? Like, he opposes Black History Month, even though he is black himself. And then from 1999 to 2004, he chose Martin Luther King Jr. Day for all those five years to hold a national day of repudiation of Jesse Jackson to highlight his opposition to Jesse Jackson. Wow. So every every year on Martin Luther King Day, he holds his own fucking thing to, like, denounce Jesse Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, I can see if he was, like, a... Like a skinhead type white supremacist dude yeah. doing something like that like the KKK and he's like every Martin Luther King day we gonna march downtown and stand by a statue you know like start yeah. a bunch of shit but this guy shows up and they're like oh hey cool another leader of the black community is here and he's like fuck you Jesse Jackson like, <laughs> <laughs> see and that's what I'm saying he's a shocking yeah. person so you know when they see him coming they're like man this motherfucker again again Here's- this is a 15th year you've done this shit. He's just like, yeah, fuck you, Jesse. Yeah. We've already heard it. Go back home, you old man. Jesse Jackson? Jesse Peterson. Jesse Peterson? Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. What the fuck? So, but yeah, he, he's, he's been against all kinds of stuff. Like, he's against... Uh, I also heard him talking about... He, he is an avid... Not supporter. What's the other one? Hater. He's a... <laughs> He, he does not believe in having Muslims in the American government. I don't know if you heard anything about that. I've heard him talk about Muslims, saying that they just want to blow everything up yeah. and shit like that. He's like, I'll leave. We need to find clips so it's not like we're being... No, he said it. I know. I don't know how much we're allowed to play on here for like copyright rules. No, you, we'll, we'll be good as long as we talk about the video. You can play a 10-minute video as long as you talk about it. Well, but but I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know that. So now I don't, I don't have a bunch of like clips. Jamie, I don't have a bunch of clips pulled up. So, but he opposes opposes. That's what he's in opposition of Muslims serving in government. He says racism doesn't exist, and he believes every conflict is a spiritual battle between good and evil. Like he's just flat out. I heard him. See, that's what I mean. Like I can say I heard him say this, heard him say that, because I didn't think that we could I need a goddamn computer. I can't do it all from a phone. Yeah, he's like. We're not. We got our whole system set up and everything. Computers, all that shit. Yeah, but we need to get that. We need to get all that <laughs> shit, like, open back up in here. <laughs> These things have been just off the cuff for a little while. But, yeah. Uh, he's spoken out against Kwanzaa and Black History Month. I said that. And a lot of a lot of people have described his ideas as being consistent with white supremacy, even. Yeah. So. I, And that's what I'm saying, is, like, he he has to be doing it for the shock value. To because people like that shit. Ever since radio began, ever since the beginning of shock jocks, which as yeah. soon as shock jock became like, oh, it's a well-known thing. There's a Millions. thousand of those motherfuckers yeah. out there just trying to be as shocking, and it still continues today. The YouTube videos of like pranking people, but not doing like a normal prank. Like, you know, jackass or whatever. Even yeah. jackass. They were doing shocking shit. Yeah. And people ate it up. Yeah. I people like to be shocked by like, holy fuck, I, I could never do that. I would never blank. Well, this is a good segue into one of the most shocking quotes I read from JLP. Throw it on me. These are his words. And I quote, but I, I'm not, uh, I'll, I'll read it as it's read. 
one of the, this is what he said, all right? This is what he said about black unemployment and black people. These are Jesse Lee Peterson's words. Not the thoughts or words of the Greasy Knuckles podcast. And I quote, One of the things that I would do is take all black people back to the South and put them on the plantations. They need a good, hard education of what it is to work. It is almost... Unquote. Unquote. It is almost impossible for me to imagine, like, uh, a a predominant figure in any community saying that, much less a a black guy saying that, who grew up right next to the plantation that his great-grandparents were enslaved on. He fucking pulls no punches. That is wild. He said that... (laughs) He said that Nobel Peace Prize winner Nelson Mandela was an evil man. And he said that South Africa was better off under apartheid. Yep. And he refers to Donald Trump nonstop as the Great White Hope. (laughs) Anytime anybody says something about Donald Trump, he says, let's see what the Great White Hope had to say today. And he plays a quote from Donald Trump. You can't tell me... That is racist. That is... Yeah. I mean, that. there's no beating around the bush. That is not like... And one thing I can't stand is when people say people of color can't be racist. Because that, that doesn't mean anybody can be racist. Yeah. Any fucking body. He was on the Sean Hannity show and made uh, Leo Terrell, who was another panelist, he made him walk the fuck out of the interview by what he said he said he said that uh where is it he said that the north north charleston south carolina police officer who killed walter lamar scott an unarmed black man walter lamar scott was an unarmed black man was shot in the back by the police okay right so he said uh angry black folks in this country who disobeyed instructions of police so, basically, basically, he was defending his actions. They shot him in the back, you know, while he was walking away. Which I know that, like, that's not the whole story. Just the part I said right there. Yeah. But like, he makes it a point to be like, yeah, you know, I support him. Like when everybody's like, why? Why do you support him? And he just starts like with his. That's when he starts in with his because black folks ain't doing this, and you're not listening to the police. You're not doing that. He called uh, Trayvon Martin a thug. You know what I mean? Like anything, like you're saying, that shock chalk. Yeah. But he takes every opportunity. Yeah. Like, it's almost kind of sad that every time there's a, a shooting like that or something like that happens, a big high-profile case, usually involving a white cop and a black guy, that he takes the side of the white cop. Like, I'd say 99% of the time. Yeah. But he also, but one thing I do respect about is he also says he won't make a final judgment about a case like that or a situation until the case is over. Until he's heard all the facts. Mm. Like, if you try to catch him in the beginning and say, like, you know, like, that was already done by the time he said that. So, but if you try to catch him in the beginning of the case, he'll be like, well, I don't know. I don't have all the facts. Probably doesn't want to get a lawsuit. Something, man. But But as soon as he knows enough about it, he starts saying shit. If you you want to try and pull it up, uh, the JLP on the Dr. Phil show was talking about how... Like the destruction of the nation will be if white people stop having babies. Like that, 
man. I, I don't even want to. It's a four-minute clip, but I think I got it right here if you want to try it. Yeah, if you want. This is this is Jesse Lee Peterson on the Dr. Phil show. Hold on just a second. Or if you want to look in the transcript for, like, babies. No, let's know. see what he says. All right. Been tweeting about the Earth's alleged underpopulation crisis. But should we be concerned? We've agreed that it's not birth rate that's causing any kind of climate change. It's not the driver, at least, that's for sure. You think it should be, people should qualify and be tested. You think people should be tested. You think we should just feed them and let them <laughs> age out. Voluntarily. Yeah, right. I mean, it, so as a society, I mean, we this value Jesse Lee Peterson. This is someone else. freedom. Well, there's right the now. a panel. Yeah. Another, you know, reproductive choice Potter is one of those right freedoms. And I think no the better Harry. approach is to try to educate people um, so that they're responsible when they have children and they can care for them. But I mean, I think having the government getting yeah. involved in no way he'll let this anything like this. I mean, China's done that. It's a disaster over there. I completely agree with you about reproductive freedom. I think that's the most important thing we need today. Hundreds of millions of couples are denied their Who's right this? to not uh, procreate. Give his name. Well, we, uh, mm. you were mentioning how, how's how, that? Oh, how, go ahead. How are they denied that right? Uh, they do not. They do not have the contraceptive services, reproductive health services that they that's need. His name. Those are not. Uh, Provided, he thinks and humans should become maybe people should extinct. supply their own, but they can't afford it because they're having more offspring that they can't feed. Where, where's and, that? Just about everywhere. Try to get a uh, sterilization here in America when you haven't had kids and you're only 22. That's true. We're we're not allowing people to not see people like that all the time, and Hold you on. can put an IUD. Yeah, and go ahead. Something else. I'm just going to go ahead and see if I can figure out where he starts talking. Well. I do agree with that. I think, I think it's fucked up. You know, if you want to get a vasectomy or whatever, especially when there are certain families that are more prone to cancers, like ovarian cancer and shit like that. And if they know for a fact, like I never want to have kids, right? Like my brother, he's older. Yeah. And he's kind of like, maybe one day. Probably not, you know? Yeah. But there are certain people that never want to have kids, which is fine. <laughs> if they don't, that's their choice, whatever. But what I think is fucked up is when doctors won't allow you to get a vasectomy, you to get your tubes tied, whatever. If you're over the age of 18 and you decide, I never want to, and say your family has a history of like ovarian cancer or something, and you want to just get a full hysterectomy, Artic. never have to deal with periods or anything like that, you should be able to do that. You know? Yeah, but see, I'd, I'd need more empirical data than that. Like, I wonder how many of those cases are actually that scenario Oh, versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. versus how many people walk in and are just like, I don't ever want to have babies. Yeah. Which, no. if you're over 18, I guess it's your choice. But I wonder how many actually, like, I, I wonder how many doctors would turn down someone that says, like, my family has a history of ovarian cancer and all this kind of stuff, and I don't ever want to have babies. Well, I know in quite a few states, you can't, there's there's a list of things you have to tick off before you can get a vasectomy. Or his, you can't just go in there and be like, I want my tubes tied. Um, like in more southern states, you have to have your husband sign off on it. Yeah. You can't, you can't go do it. I bet vasectomy is the same way too, that your wife has to know about it. Probably. 
Yeah, which, is, I mean, yes, your partnership, yes, you should. Yeah, you, uh, it you shouldn't most, be an issue, but it is. You most definitely should talk to your significant other before doing something like that. That way it's not like, baby, I think we should have kids. Oh, yeah, well, I got my tubes tied six months ago. Yeah. And they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Joke's on you. So, yeah. But, all right, he's about to start talking, so I guess we can hear what he's got to say real quick. And then I got to tell you something I found out about JLP. All right. There's a scandal involving just, just JLP. Just real quick, though. I, I feel like... Let's just hear what he says real quick. I uh, disagree with all this crap that I hear. I grew up this with is six Lee brothers Peterson. and seven sisters at a time when, you know, I grew up on a plantation in Alabama, and we grew up in a little hut house, bathroom outside. And we, My family um, uh, raised an amazing family, children. Amazing. But what the difference was then than it is now is that before you had babies, you got married. So you have the father and the mother in the home. And while the father's out earning a living, the mother was watching over his children. And so you were able to raise decent children. We didn't have government in our lives at the time. And so we were able to do that. And in America, we were not allowing all these illegal aliens and refugees to come into our country. So our government were not taking care of folks from other parts of the world and the families in America, we took care of ourselves. I think you've pretty much pissed off everybody. <laughs> um, but so there's a lot of eye rolling going around, going around the panel. The next thing he says is, is worse. Government don't make anything work. They For screw sure. you up. We need to stop taking care of women who are having these babies out of wedlock. Correct. We need to stop taking care of these women who are coming from other countries. We need to stop taking care of their babies. Because we need to take care of American families first by getting them away from the government and restoring order. Okay, you're, you're a pastor, right? Yes. Sorry, yes. Okay, and you said you believe white people should have more children? We definitely need white babies. And I tremble at the idea that white babies, that the white uh, group is going down in numbers because if you lose white folks, America, it's over for America. Because if you notice, white people tend to be more innovative. They're more creative. They, they have ideas about things. All these other races don't do nothing but destroy. They don't build. But they destroy. Wrong. Wrong. I said you'd piss off everybody. I was wrong. Now you piss off everybody. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's his general view, like on almost every topic, though. Like anything you bring up involving black people, white people, or minorities of any kind, that's his view. But see that that's straight up racist. You can't. Yeah, they're more that, creative, all that kind of stuff. And saying like all the other races. Yeah. So that's literally anybody, or, or anybody who is not white. Yeah. Is destroying. That's all they do is destroy. I was like, what the fuck? Which, I mean. That, that to me was, can you imagine like Jordan Peterson, the other Peterson, saying something like that? He'd be like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. It's all the white people got to do it. <laughs> control my tongue, a freaking Canadian. Anyways, but yeah, dude, he, like, that was pretty crazy to me, the stuff that he says like that, that's, woo. That's what I'm saying. He's doing it just for the shock value. For people to go, what the fuck? He's like a professional troll. A rich professional troll. Oh yeah, he's incredible. At at that troll at like that's what I mean. Like everything he does though is just like straight to a hundred. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Martin Luther King Day is coming. You know that, like, everybody involved in it is just waiting for him to just pop out from behind whatever sign he's standing behind and just start spouting it off, you know? So, there are allegations that Jesse Lee Peterson is an... <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, but that he's an, an avid practicing homosexual. Oh, that, he is, that he is what they referred to, and these are their, their words. I'm trying to find it again. A homo predator. That he grooms men, like young men and other yeah. men, into um, sexually explicit situations. Hmm. That he's not... That, that I had the guy's name, but I don't know what I did with it. That tends to be the case, though. But I'm sure I can find it again real quick. People so. that are extremely anti-homosexual, can't stand them, always talks down to them, always talks bad about them, yeah. they're usually, usually, if you go to the news and you look up these clips of these senators and governors and stuff that make all these laws trying to get rid of the homosexuals, a scandal will come out later where they got caught in a hotel room hiring like a gay prostitute or something like that. Like that shit happens all the time. So it's almost like they they can't accept it for themselves. They can't be like, you know what, I'm gay, whatever. That'd be like, no, I shouldn't be like this. I gotta I gotta get rid of it. And that's I mean I yeah, wouldn't yeah. doubt it, because he talks bad about homosexuals all the time. So I remember the guy or I found the guy's name again, Patrick Rooney. And this is this is available like Daily Beast, Toronto Sun, like any newspaper or any website you can find on Google if you're looking for the Jesse Peterson scandal. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't say, like, I, I saw some videos on it, stuff like that, but I'm not verifying their words. But I saw the interview with Patrick Rooney. Okay. Where he said that that when Jesse was around him, that he would, like, he would start hugging him longer and longer. You know what I mean? And eventually, like, rub his leg or... You know, tell him, tell him he wanted to hug him because he just loved him so much. Stuff like that. I saw four different guys say this. Four different interviews. Oh, shit. There was him. There was a guy named Samuel that was like... He, he was a... I don't want to be... I don't want to sound... I don't want to sound this way, but like he was that stereo, stereotypical looking Mexican guy like in all the movies. Yeah. Bald head, big mustache. You know? So, but... Um, anything I watched where they tried to confront him... JLP, he would not talk to him about it. And anybody that called into his show, you know, it gets screened. Yeah. So, but they would say like, oh, I want to talk to him about what does he think I should talk about at church? And then as soon as he picked up the phone, they're like, hey, are you a homosexual? Why don't you just come out and say it, Jesse? Like, people were trying to call him out, and he like, he just calls him a beta over and over, you know, and then hangs up on him. Stuff like that. Like, he cuts everybody off. He won't address it. Mm. So, but these people are saying like, this, uh, this Rooney guy is saying that it happened for 10 years. They had a 10-year relationship. Damn. And then Rooney came out to his wife and his son about it. And then, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, if you're accusing somebody of something like that, and you're, and he was he was always with Jesse Lee Peterson. Like, they were almost like a team, this Rooney guy. Yeah. They were always doing shows together, interviews, conventions, whatever. I mean, that's a big, that's a huge fucking step to just come out and... Say like, hey, we've been lovers for ten years. Yeah, and to tell, and if, especially if you have a wife, 
Well, he didn't say kid. that though. He, he didn't say that they were lovers, right? Oh, he did. He did. He said they had they had like a relationship. Oh, you didn't say that. Yeah, I did. So, I well, I said you were, something. You were talking they, about they him together grooming for 10 them years. and stuff like that. And they well, were, he said they were together for ten years. Rooney did. See, I thought you were talking about they had like a professional relationship for ten years. No, no, no. He, oh, he shit. said that he said that Jesse Peterson is a homo predator, and that he grooms young men or you know men, not children at all. But yeah, and so, so the other guy, Samuel, he said that uh, he he was at the Bond um, complex, or whatever you want to call it, the the play, the Bond place, yeah, yeah. and that the traffic was bad. So Jesse Peterson told him, "You can just stay here with me. You don't go home tomorrow." He said in his mind, he was thinking, well, I won't have to deal with L.A. traffic. It's already kind of late, whatever. And he said, so they were sitting on the couch, and he said that JLP just kept hugging him longer and longer. Like, he had the same story. And he said, then he got down on his knees in front of him, and he boop, with the boop, and he boop, and he boop, 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 you know, like, all this stuff that he said, that he was, like, hugging him around the waist, and, you know, then it started. But it, also, it always started with the long hugging, oh, shit. the leg rubbing, and then the genital touch. See a recipe so, for disaster. But yeah, you, you're you're right. Like if you had a wife and a kid and all that stuff, you wouldn't say that kind of shit. You know, I don't know. And it might be the fact. So he's super against the LGBTQ community. Yeah. So he might be espousing all that that stuff about LG, LGBTQ whenever. He has those feelings inside him, right? He yeah. has feelings for the... But that he might also be trying to groom those people into being, you know, with him who won't say anything about it. That might have been his, like, tactic. Like, oh, well, if, if they hate it, but we end up doing something and stuff like that, then, one, if it comes out, people won't, you know, believe them or anything yeah. like that. And two, they might be too scared to talk about it because if they're agreeing with me, then they they can't stand, you know, this community either. It might have been like a whole control yeah. thing that he was trying to go for. And a couple of those guys were from like broken homes. You know what I mean? Like one of the guys one of the guys So he was trying to be that daddy figure. Right. Yeah. But one of the guys, I can't remember his name, was like he would like confront him everywhere at the fucking post office. Just out in public and be like, "Why don't you talk to me about you want you wanted to have a gay relationship with me? Like you won't talk about it, you know? Just yelling at him in the street, and he just won't even, he won't even acknowledge him though. But see, like that's exactly what I thought. What you said was that like, you know, like it's it's like a what was it? American Beauty. Remember that movie? Kevin Spacey. Mm-mm. Where he, all right? So Kevin Spacey had a relationship with his daughter's underage friend. She was like seventeen. Okay. Right, and the sun is a movie with the bag swirling around the wind, where he's like, "You want to see the most beautiful thing I've ever seen?" You ever saw that? No. Nope. So that kid, his dad was a marine, and like always, like he thought that the son was having a relationship with Kevin Spacey. He was selling him weed, but he thought they were having a gay relationship. It's mm. a crazy movie. I mean, there's nothing like too graphic in it. Well, there is, but you know, nothing yeah. like crazy. But you know, you, it's it's a good movie, but. So Kevin Spacey decides he's just going to start his life over. And his wife's cheating on him. He buys himself a Firebird. You know, he just loses his shit. Yeah, yeah. But midlife crisis. Right. But the kid's selling him weed. But the little the little girl's real nice to him all the time. Flirts with him. 
you know, because she's just being like out of, out of line. Yeah. So the daughter's friends always like your dad's hot and all that kind of stuff. And then in the end, the the dad that was the marine, the neighbor, was so against homosexuality, walks over to him. I don't want to ruin the movie. Nobody's seen it, but he's that guy that's that was just like completely anti-gay everything and then like really had like a gay side to it yeah so Happens but stuff like that like that story is not just a made-up story mm-hmm. people are like that all the time they freak out about their son being gay or their daughter being gay and it's really because they're secretly kind of gay yeah. or they're into whatever and it's usually like not until later on in life that they start embracing it and then because they don't care anymore they're like fuck it this is right. who i am and that's why you have around. those those older men coming out as homosexual, you yeah. know, who were always against it, was preaching in the church, blah, 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 blah. Right. That's, like, yeah. Because I don't give a shit. I'm also not gay. Right. You know, I, I don't care what people do in their bedrooms. And I don't know. It's not going to come out later. Like, uh, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand giving a shit what people do i'm not watching it you know yeah i'm not in there being like let me see but see that's the thing is like just like what you're saying like i can't say that jesse peterson is gay or homo predator none of that it's unsubstantiated claims yeah there hasn't been any trials or lawsuits that i could find but like it has all those little telltale signs of that kind of situation and you got i'm not saying all these guys didn't get together and say hey let's lie about jesse because you know he kicked him out of the group i don't know but I just thought that is like a that is a scandal going on with Jesse Peterson. And it it's kinda of believable. Not gonna lie. Like, That's what I'm saying, it has all the little detail. Yeah. Uh real quick, I heard something earlier mm-hmm. about like intrinsic value and shit like that. Which Jesse Lee Peterson espouses all the time. Like everybody has well, I guess not everybody, but he believes like, you know, Everybody was made in the image of God, therefore they have value. But he's he's kind of hypocritical with that because mm-hmm. then he turns around and says like, "But the white people are the best," blah blah blah. Yeah, that kind of shit. So, do you believe that every life matters? Like, even if you're a vegetable, not you can't say that anymore. But you know, if you if your brain does no doesn't work anymore, like should they take you off life support? Yeah, like. Does that person still hold value? Well, I think now, like, as advanced as medicine is, they can show that you have no brain function, though. That's what I'm saying. Someone like that, someone that is completely gone, unconscious, never coming back, that kind of thing. I mean, in a, in a realistic sense, to be a realist, they're not... If, they're, if there's no chance of recovery... Then I don't know what you're doing. They might be dying. They might be screaming in agony on the inside, and you don't know it. So I don't know. So case by case. Yeah. I, I absolutely think that every person should be not just like given the opportunity, but should have the chance, if you will. Like even if even if you live in some hellhole country or some rundown crazy place where you have the worst life ever, there's a chance you could escape and get out. Yeah. So I don't believe we should just, like, genocide people. No, hell no. Because we don't think that they're good <laughs> enough. But, I mean, I think, I think I don't want to sound like an asshole and say all lives matter, but I think, like, all people do matter as yeah. far as humans are concerned. I think we're way too segregated and split up these days. But I do, too. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, without getting too far into like abortion beliefs or anything like that, you know. Well, that, that's not even what I was talking about, really. Like the abortions and stuff like that. I was talking about like arguing, arguing for people that are completely brain dead. They're never coming back. They're unconscious. They're in a coma. Whatever, and they don't have. They have a zero percent chance of returning. Pull the plug. That's what I'm saying. But you know, there are people out there that argue like, no, you should, you should keep them alive as long. Which, if I'm like that, I want someone to put me out because there's yeah. no telling what's going on on the other right. side of that. Like, like right. you said, they could be screaming at the top yeah. of their lungs to just like take me the fuck out of here. I'm in incredible pain. This, that, yeah. and the other. They could be and, wandering around the dark in a mud puddle, just waiting for you know, like purgatory. Yeah, then, and then like, you might be like, keeping them in purgatory. Let's keep them here. And yeah. we've talked about the unconscious mind and how a second could be like 20 years. Yeah. So if you're like, well, I mean, yeah, he's been on life support for six months. That could be a thousand years yeah, on that side. Might be happening right now to us. Could be. This podcast is my hell. No ah! kidding. So, but I, but really, I think yeah, I think that I'd want somebody to pull the plug if I had been. Like, I mean, give me a chance. Yeah. But once yeah, you yeah. stop getting any readings out of my brain, like they know enough now to know your brain's not firing anymore. Yeah. And the machine is making your heartbeat, forcing air in your lungs. Yeah. You're you're dead if you ask me. Well, and after you go on to that uh, oxygen machine, yeah, coming off of it has like a very low success rate. Yeah. Once your brain goes, oh, I don't need to breathe anymore. Right. It's like it forgets how. It yeah, completely. Yeah. So, and I think that I think that gives people a chance to grieve. I think if somebody, if you know somebody's just like, if I knew that my my wife was like comatose, that's how I use your wife. Well. I mean, that's I mean, the person I really care about. If you want to, yeah, but... I'm just saying, if I knew she was... Well, what am I supposed to say? Well, My I, sister, I, is I that better? just, like, some random person. If I knew Jeff was laying in the hospital... There you go. Or, so if I knew, like, someone real close to me was laying in the hospital, they've been comatose for six months, they're brain dead, their machines are doing all the work, you're never going to be able to, like, move past that. That's what you're going to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they're gone, you're just yeah. going to, like, everybody's going to say... You know, sorry, sorry, your whatever died or whatever. And you're like, yeah, well, they were in the hospital for six months. Yeah, blah blah. It's not gonna be like he had a good run, then he crashed his Camaro into the Grand Canyon. You know, like that's a much better story. Yeah. So I fire agree. me out of the plane into the Grand Canyon, like I said, in the yeah. Superman suit. Because <laughs> people want people, want people to believe. So you if you get... throw me out of the helicopter in a Superman suit with a big green rock around my neck, somebody for a second's gonna be like, holy shit, it's real. Boom, and then when they find the body, they're gonna be like, "Kryptonite, got him, bro." Fucking, it was real. Yeah. Get like somebody much younger than me to like hang out of the helicopter with a bald mask, like Lex Luthor. <laughs> you know, he fucking got him. So, because you know, for a split second, they're gonna believe Superman is real. Yeah. And I don't know whoever's reporting on that shit. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a kryptonite rock. It was J Bone Dog. <laughs> I'm a greasy puddle. Ooh. <laughs> That's a good one. The greasy puddle. All right. So, uh, we got to wrap this up. You got anything else? Question everything. Always. That's going to be it from us here at the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. Remember, if you're going to get greasy, go Knuckles Beat. That's right. Holy shit, what is that? What the fuck?
Get ready for fucking ear cancer. Here it comes.